0: hey guys welcome to greek tragedy it's psychology without the science so it's philosophy i guess i guess it's something like that yeah, I don't think cancel culture... It's like been
1: that, It's been that for a while. It's been
0: that for a while. I don't think I'm ever going to change the intro to this because I think it's a, it's a fun...
1: Tradition.
0: Yeah, tradition type of deal. I don't know why I came up with that. I feel like there's going to be definitely some type of person that's going to critique me for this analogy of it not being psychology or being psychology without the science. But I'm not at the point in my life where I care that much about what people are going to say about that. So yeah. we're here.
1: I mean, it is because philosophy is the psychology of the human species
0: like yeah okay well philosophy like here's the thing is like it's such a broad thing and i feel like anything can technically like be part of philosophy if you like Mm -hmm. really integrate it into it but i think at the root like philosophy just is an understanding of human people and like their way of life yeah and so basically yeah i feel like that is what it is it's not There's no science-y part to that, because if there was science-y part to that, I probably would not be (laughs) here filming the podcast or recording the podcast. Um, But, basically, I had this idea to do a podcast episode on cancel culture, because I feel like that's, like, a whole entire philosophy in itself. And for those of you who are not familiar with cancel culture, it's kind of like people are doing bad things and they cancel them like in my opinion they don't really like let them grow from the mistakes or educate yeah. them they more so just shut them down they're like okay go
1: but I mean, is mostly on social media
0: yeah it's mostly on social media i think there's a lot of good that comes from cancel culture which is like you know people holding accountability for like their poor actions in mm-hmm. the past i definitely agree with that part i just feel like instead of shutting them down forever you let them get an education or like educate them and learn from the mistakes so i feel like if you just automatically like shut them down and put them in a corner it's super hard true and when i was like thinking about cancel culture because i think about it a lot because i feel like every single week there's like somebody getting canceled whether it's like yeah. bryce hall or whoever whatever celebrity yeah. or David dobrik most recently uh
1: i think the first one was jake paul oh which, yeah like
0: or Logan Paul. Logan Paul, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Which was super messed up for him to do. Um
1: But like he got cancelled and then he like came out with a video that was like, Hey guys, I'm sorry for like
0: Yeah, and like I feel like if you if you continue to like educate yourself and like give them a the path to follow rather than just like being like, Hey, you can you can never come back for any reason. You mm-hmm. don't get an education to like learn from your mistakes that's kinda sucky. And then I compared it to what we first talked about on this podcast. Uh, which is Nietzsche, because we talked about Nietzsche a while back, and I think, I, yeah, it was definitely one of the first episodes we did, but quick yeah. recap to anybody who missed this <laughs> controversial. Yeah, if you're new here to this podcast, this is a rundown on the controversial philosopher that is Nietzsche. Um, basically, he believes that morality is contingent. Everything is set in stone by masters, but if you're what he calls a sovereign individual, you make your own morality. Um he believes that we don't get any, like, rationality through morals or by intuition. So it's more like we're handing them down, which I, defi- I definitely agree with that. Um, so we kind of get the gist of who this guy is,
1: mm-hmm. a kind of
0: an anti-elitist dude. Um, so I think most of us can agree on, like, the morality part. I don't know if you can.
1: No, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said in the first episode, like, if you murder, it's bad. But then you have to live with the consequences. So either let, like, let your own inhibitions take control or like think about the morality of
0: it. Yeah, and you can even take it a step further, being like, who told you it was like okay to like murder somebody, or who even like say you're going to get a slice of pizza. You've been like influenced. I don't know how this relates to morality, but you've been influenced to, like, oh yeah, a cheese pizza rather than mm-hmm. like a pepperoni. So it's like everything is like kind of shaping yeah. our mindset by like these masters who are set in stone, which I think is super relatable to. The content that we're giving given now because everything's on algorithms people know what Mm -hmm. we like to see on like tiktok uh, on instagram um that being said that's the part that i agree with his solution to this whole entire like slave master morality is the controversial part which is basically (laughs) he faces a lot of critique because he thinks that the right solution is to create this like pathos of distance to like not associate with the herd, like the people who are following this yeah. morality, and just distance themselves and make your own morals based on like your individualistic standards, which I think yeah. can impede instead of creating liberty, I think it impedes on other people's liberty because instead of making your own individualistic things, you're kind of like saying, Hey, or in collectivist things, you're just being like, Hey, I'm what matters first. Like, yeah, screw you. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he faces a lot of critique from philosophers, writers, individuals, some being Audre lord uh, Sarah Ahmed. And Sarah Ahmed even said, Nietzsche's authenticity is not creative like he says. It's good fortune and privilege, morality coming on its own. Uh, that basically means, like, his authenticity to find morality and stuff is super, like, anti-interdependency. It's right. more so, I'm going to do what I want, and I don't give a dang what you think.
1: Right.
0: You oh, know? Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, that's good to an extent, until it starts harming people, and you're, <laughs> like, actually, like, yeah, I don't care what you say, I'm gonna do this, even if it harms that you. that leads
1: to anarchy.
0: Well, yeah, it leads to anarchy, but it also leads to, like, no morality in itself, because I feel like, yeah. at least in my opinion, morality is based on also what you do uh, for other people, and, like, mm. how you help, and your ethics to do with that. So, yeah, uh, overall, these philosophers are collectivists, Nietzsche is an individualist. Mm-hmm. collective morals building as a group versus individualistic ones for yourself based on how you see it it's selfishness versus consideracy i don't think that's a word
1: consideration
0: Considerate. <laughs> yeah that's the word consideration <laughs> so and now we might be asking the question of like how does this all relate to cancel culture good
1: question Ava. <laughs> a great question
0: and like i said i first thought about the link because i always thought that instead of canceling people and shaming them We shame them, make them pay a price, and grow them by educating, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not just, and you're shut down, goodbye, like, you have no room to grow or learn from your mistakes. Because I feel you can talk about the psychology of this, but if you shut somebody down and, like, don't give them the room or leeway to, like, actually take accountability for their actions instead of just, like, canceling them and pushing them away to a corner, they don't learn. They just want to make the same mistake because they know it triggers people.
1: Yeah, and then people end up thriving in that kind of environment. And so especially it's like when you yell at a kid like all they want to do is do it again because you literally said no exactly yeah like when people are problematic I think like social media especially um like yells at people for little or big things and so they either like crawl into a hole and never produce again Uh or they like become totally different people. I think that's the that's the way to go.
0: Which I want to make it like super clear that I think there's a really fine line between h- holding somebody accountable for their actions and letting them like educate themselves or you educate them or yeah. being that safe space that they can grow from rather than just publicly shaming them and then putting them in a corner. You put somebody in a corner yeah. They don't want to stay in that corner. They're going to try to get out of that corner. That's just yeah. human nature. That's, like, a psychological thing, I feel like.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I know that, like, Karens, like, this is a perfect uh, example Karens. of, like... oh my god. No, like, Karens, <laughs> they just, like, think they know. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you... If I want to bring it to, like, wearing masks, like, if you want to wear a mask, you shouldn't, but if you want to be, like, in a public space, you need to because that's just the way society is, but that's just to keep everyone safe. And so people were like, you know, it's my right. Like, of course it is, but they have other places have the right to refuse service.
0: hundred percent. And I feel like another thing with like the backing into the corner analogy is the fact that if you're talking about Karen's, Karen's, won't give up until they're done and they're finished business and
1: the manager is crying
0: and the manager is crying and the (laughs) co-worker is crying yeah and here's the thing some people might argue i've heard this argument a lot but uh, from like people who are pro Nietzsche, and they'll be like yeah well you know what what do you think is going to change in their thought process if you let them educate like they're probably going to go back to their own morality standards okay First of all, you don't know that. How do you know by, like, not enlightening them with, like, new information, you can actually, like, let them grow and shit? Yeah. You know? I feel like if you just dismiss the opportunity of progress on behalf of, like, the human population, you're just diminishing and tarnishing all the progress we've made in society thus far. Which yeah. is controversial to me because I don't think we made that much progress because of the elitism structure, but still, like...
1: Compared to, like... like Like,
0: yeah even compared to like the 2000s like you know like it's to me it just you can't just demean the opportunistic factor of hope and education and say you don't know of course you don't know I don't know you don't know so what's going to stop you from actually trying to educate the person like, yeah. is it your pessimistic point of view? Because if it's your pessimistic point of view, I totally get that. Like, I'm probably one of the most pessimistic people ever because <laughs> I see the bad and everything. That's just the way I was raised. But I still have that hope that, you know, what if we let them grow and educate? There'll be an opportunity of uh, enlightenment on behalf of them.
1: Right, for sure. And I also, I mean, I agree with that. Additionally, I think that also people need to figure out their own values. Not like, you're an idiot for posting this, like, redetermine your entire life choice. It's like, okay, I will, thank you. And that's all you need to do. But, like, rubbing it in... Because people make mistakes. Like, humans are human, and that's the whole point of, like... Uh-huh. Existence in which you decide how your life is. And so, if it's not socially acceptable to shame people, because it's not, you know, people get cancelled. Which is a good thing, because that's how, you know, people progress. However, if it's something that makes sense and then people yell at them for no reason and they get canceled for saying something that makes sense it's not such a safe environment because free speech is then taken away
0: yeah and like here's the thing is i hear a lot of people like compare free speech to hate speech i think i'm like against hate speech but also like my thing with that is if you want to diminish hate speech you have to let the opportunity for growth and education to happen on behalf of these people you can't just keep right. them at what Nietzsche says is a path of distance and disassociate yourself with them because as soon as you start like disassociation like that process they'll start doing their own morality thing and probably impede on you even more because they're gonna seek revenge and that's again yeah. a psychological response that's not just like that's happened before um yeah, for sure so He mentions in his first essay of the genealogy of morals, you create this distance rather than educating people, you cancel them. Uh, Like, what is your overall opinion on that? Like, if you don't educate, you just increase their tolerance and rationality. Do you agree with
1: that? I I think we do need to educate, but not through, like, yelling.
0: It's, yeah. It's never, oh, that's also, a, that's also a factor that I wanted to brush on. You can't, like, yell at the person and just put them in a box and be like, hey, everything you're doing is wrong. In a more collectivist approach, talk with them in a calmly manner, I don't know, and really just try to seek out the problem and the morality that they're raised with versus what you think is better. But yeah, then you have that, like, exactly. problem of like, oh, I know better than you, which is not the case because I think there are ethics and a standard baseline for morality in my opinion that like everybody kind of seeks
1: no i agree with you 100
0: uh cancel culture has been good in some cases and for very valid points but i feel like the aspect we're missing with it is education do you agree or disagree
1: yes i also honestly to to bring it back to the conversation as old as time like racism i think it begins in the household and so if you're raised with prejudice you act on it And so, whether it's a conscious or subconscious thing, humans categorize other humans, and that's just the way the world works. But there's a difference between thinking about and acting on it. And so, if you are raised thinking about it, you will act on it as an adult. Because exactly, and that's
0: exactly why education becomes important. Opportunities for like all classes to go to college. So yeah. so for so long, there was this, like, elitist structure for colleges and universities that was really started by, like, the Western philosophers, the Western Greek philosophers, and they think about it, the reason they wouldn't let people to go there is because they wanted to keep the status quo and educate the people who they value as important because they obviously saw a lot of classism going on. Yeah. And I feel like diminishing the classism aspect of everything and, like, letting people go to and educate themselves and learn more about culture and learn more about rights, learn social justice issues that allows them to grow and i feel like that is what we're missing in america is the opportunity for education because i think that more so it hasn't become about growth and education and really fixing your wrongs but more so a business of wealth and a class of certificate
1: sure and that's fair i mean lots of universities um what's it called when you don't do when you don't allow students to be I guess, accepted based on their race. We voted oh. on it. Um, affirmative action? Yeah, affirmative action. Because that's an entire conversation that needs to be had by all of the school, like, in all of the universities. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to go to a place that's very selective, you need to do it based on your intelligence and by your scores and by your stories.
0: Which I think is, like... I think that's, like, personally, I think that's, like, wrong and stuff, too, because some people just don't have the opportunity to educate themselves when they're younger. Like, they live in really poor districts with super underfunding. And creating this, like, oh, it's based on your intelligence, then how do you, like, how do you measure intelligence? Is it an SAT Mm -hmm. score? Is it a GPA? Right. Because I don't think it's a GPA or an SAT score. I think it's just how you approach things in life because that's what you're going to be doing when you graduate college when you graduate your master's you're not going to be like further educating yourself you're going to use the tools that you were so taught and apply them to the field that you're going into yeah exactly and i feel like college has a tendency to diminish the opportunity of education for all classes Mm -hmm. they 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 i feel like there's also this like performative activism by some colleges that are like yeah like we have this many people coming from like for a family first generation or whatever and like I definitely get that aspect of that like I definitely see that as a cool kind of thing if they're actually doing it but I feel like it's more so a like a screen that they put on for protection of their name and wokeness uh which is also a huge other (laughs) like topic performative activism I I swear I people like post things on their Instagram like they'll post like a thread of like Things that you should donate to uh, to help this cause. It's like, honey, I know you did not donate. I know you're just trying to do this to, like, look good for people. It's just yeah. awful because it's become a culture of how mm-hmm. good you look and how big is your score on the top of your head.
1: Yeah, and that's totally fair. I mean, there was, like, you just said score on top of your head. There was a Black Mirror episode where people mm-hmm. were scored. Yeah. Um, And so the the I think it was, like, the elite, you know, get to have this huge... Upper hand, and then if you like treat one person rudely, your score goes down. Then your score goes down, and then you end up like living nowhere, mm-hmm. and like you end up being poor and like somehow being less. But like that kind of score isn't necessarily something you can put on a page like an SAT, which is why everything about a person needs to be put into perspective, especially their race. Because it's their story and how they came up. Yeah. You are a person regardless of who, you, like, of what you look like. Yeah. But living in a place like Los Angeles is very different than living in, you know, the middle of
0: Alabama or, or Alabama
1: yeah. or like anywhere else. Because in LA, I think we've got lots of privilege where we have access to city, like a city, and you can, you know, get tutors and. SAT prep and help and you
0: get people to literally write your essays with you which is oh my god that that also triggers me is like when people hire people to like write their like
1: college admissions essay some people can't pay for that and yeah but also like there's
0: no morality in that there's literally no morality I remember I was I was doing my transfer application I spent hours I think like close to like 100 hours on each like, not each thing, but like in total to like make everything perfect. And Hannah can vouch for me about yeah. how much I was stressing over this application. You worked so hard. I worked so hard. And then there are people who literally hire like a doctorate English person for yeah. like $15,000 to write their essay. And it's just like, what morality is in that? Yeah. I feel like we should cancel those people because yeah. it's like, that's not even authentic. That's yeah. literally not authentic to who they are. So it's like, colleges, who are you admitting? And I feel like they have kind of a system to like, the people who pay for that especially with like mm-hmm. the college scandal that came out like a Rome, year ago yeah
1: like the row yeah the
0: i yeah i've seen a lot on tiktok there are people defending her and they're like you know if i had that much money i would pay for my uh daughter's tuition like that oh my goodness y'all say that you guys are for like justice and education and stuff then do this stuff. Performative yeah. activism. Performative activism. Yeah. So simple. But, like, it's the hypocrisy for me. Yeah. <laughs> <It's
1: the> hypocrisy <laughs> for me. <laughs> also, I think when people don't add other minorities, <laughs> Jews, into yeah. their activism. activism, it makes me crazy. I think, here's
0: the thing, is, like, I definitely think there's, like, like, there are so many needs for activism for Jews, and I think there's, like, a lot of, like, need for activism for, uh, black people and now asian people Asians, yeah uh and i feel like until we get to the point of like we need to just include jews i don't know what i was gonna go with that but i just like yeah, we need like, to include because i've never seen like a, like people like talking about the rising anti-semitism a couple of years yeah. ago in like uh beverly hills people were like smashing windows of synagogues Yeah. and they were like sp- like spray painting like swastikas, swastikas on like yep. synagogues and it's like where's but like activism for activism? us so it's like include jewish people in your activism no
1: i agree and i mean to bring it back to education when you learn to stop categorizing people based on their minorities but to embrace those minorities mm-hmm. it's i mean the world is going to be so different
0: yeah when you're lo-
1: i think when this generation's gonna grow up we're gonna decide what we're gonna be like and we have to not be driven by hate exactly and I
0: feel like that's super hard because social media is a boiling pot of toxicness and hate. Yeah, That's why cancel culture is so easy is because everybody wants to cancel somebody on behalf of their own selfish benefit, yeah. which relates so much to Nietzsche. Cause it's like, everybody wants to impede on other people's liberties to sacrifice theirs. Mm-hmm. There's no collectivism or there's no collective values in that because no. their own morality matters way more than the collective total. I get that. Like, I get that maybe you want a peanut butter sandwich. I want jelly
1: So let me have my freaking
0: jelly. Yeah, or better so, maybe don't, like, take away my jelly and force me, like, a peanut butter sandwich and we can make a whole entire, like, collectivist approach to this whole entire thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Because there's a buffet of food that's available.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if we, like, work together, we can maintain that buffet of food rather than just, like, putting out one, like peanut butter sandwich you know
1: however some people can pay for an entire buffet while some people can barely afford a, a bite of that kind of sandwich
0: exactly and that's what people don't understand about like the whole entire like there's a whole entire thing about classism that me might get to in another episode at some point, <laughs> at some point. I've, I've, wa- I've wanted to talk about classism for honestly so long i just haven't i don't feel like i'm properly ready enough prop mm-hmm. yeah ready enough to like talk about it because i really do want to yeah. put a lot of Thought into that episode, yeah, preparation. Uh, but yeah, there's like this whole entire level of classism that's like, oh, like I can afford this, but you can go get that. It's like one rule for thee and the rule for me. um Yeah. So yeah, there's also this like huge talk about authenticity, which kind of focused on the first podcast. But do you think a life of authenticity can prosper if we have cancel culture? Because I feel like education and collectivism is the answer for that, rather than separation of ignorance. So. Do you, Hannah, think that authenticity can prosper if there's a cancel culture going around?
1: Um, I think if people cancel themselves and have an actual filter before they say things, I think the world will be so different. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if they are, yes, if they're authentic, that's, I'm, I really hope that their social media is a place that they can spread those ideas.
0: And here's a thing with authenticity, too. There's a... I feel like there's also a morality aspect, obviously, to authenticity. But authenticity, I think, at its roots is just how you were raised on your different ethics by the nature that shaped you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like education.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's a really bad aspect to authenticity because maybe you were raised in, like, a, like you said, prejudice ha- like, household. Mm-hmm. But the authenticity should really prosper when you're getting that education out of college at at a secondary school and getting allowed to have that access which there's another whole entire aspect to uh diminishing the whole entire education and underfunding things
1: so yeah yeah um no i completely agree with you and i think that there are always going to be double standards Mm-hmm. In which people will say things. I mean, I definitely, I mean, this applies to me too. Like, I hold myself to a double standard. I hold other people to double standards just because that's the way that humans work sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think when people start to change, and I think when this generation becomes adults and we become lawyers in the workforce and things like that, there's not always a good and evil.
0: Yeah, I feel like now, especially with social media, people kind of see us black and white, but there's a lot of gray in social media and there's like a really weird median
1: yeah.
0: with everything happening. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to also mention a really great quote by we talked about her a while back Simone de Beauvoir
1: yeah
0: actually you know I watched a show the other day I was telling you about this show called Elite oh yeah I love that show it's it's so like gritty and like oh it's so good um if you're into like private school people (laughs) like getting into fights and crime y'all would love love the show it's kind of like Gossip Girl but like steroid steroid emphasis on crime like there's so much crime that goes on there it's crazy uh, What but I was saying is I was watching this show and this girl in the show was like reading the second sex a book by Simone de Beauvoir I freaked that out was... I literally freaked out because I was like I feel like nobody nobody really talks about her at all um yeah. yeah also Chantal uh Chantal my friend sent me a TikTok with like Simone de Beauvoir I was like hey she knows the homie oh, my favorite friend. like progressive feminist uh yeah but what I was gonna say is one of my favorite quotes is by Simone de Beauvoir, who's critiquing Nietzsche uh, and his pathos of distance. <sighs> we don't need to perpetuate dehumanizing power struggles and oppression. The master slave dialect might be an accurate description of our history, but it isn't or binding. We can undo these habits and live differently. So basically, what she's saying is look, we've had a bad pass with human stuff. We've had yes. horrible things happen to humanity. However, just because that happened does not mean we have to continue nor let a group of oppressors continue that. Yeah. Like agree. Nietzsche, and create that path of distance. What we need to do is instead of making our own morals and start bringing ourselves from what Nietzsche calls the herd, um, the followers of, like, the masters, who are the oppressors, we need to collectively come together, undo what we've done, and start talking about how we approach, which I think is, like, mm-hmm. literally how progress has been made in society all this time yeah you know like it's just it's such a simple idea but i feel like when people especially people on the right who read nietzsche are like yeah i love my liberty i'm never letting people impede this um and are like just super whatever
1: yeah
0: they love nietzsche because of that reason but it's like is there gonna be any progress made if you just continue this uh self-binding liberty while you impede on other people's Mm and not noticeably because you might not know but like by your actions you might you might be like uh struggling to impede or not struggling you might be causing somebody to struggle with their own liberty
1: for sure yeah that's and a I, really good point I mean I think that people don't necessarily think about that
0: people I feel like the reason they don't think about it is because society for so long wants to have this master slave thing because it keeps the masters in control and yeah. the status quo going because god forbid there's a change in the system I talked about this with my mom's boyfriend's my mom's boyfriend. My mom's my mom's boyfriend, and he said oh, yeah. people don't like change. People like to stick to what they're used to. Change is progress. Progress is change. So obviously, the elitist people are going to be like, "Hell no, we're not going to change anything because we want this to stick the way we've had control over these right. years." Because they love the power. They love it. God forbid they don't have any power. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think what Simone is saying kind of also applies to. People who get canceled. We can live differently through education, but the real question is, and I'm going to end it on this: <laughs> the real question is, where do we get that education? Bam. Postmodernism, everybody! Yeah, we love to question everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that sums it up. I think this is like mm-hmm. a more uh i'm not a shorter episode maybe like two minutes but (laughs) i kind of i kind of just i had a lot to say especially with like so many people getting canceled this month i feel like everywhere i look left and right people are getting canceled for their actions docs whatever uh it just made me think of Nietzsche a lot for some odd reason for sure yeah any final
1: any final uh words well guys if you don't want to be told to not do things don't tell other people to do things either
0: i agree with that one don't I'll, be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. <laughs> don't. Hypocrisy makes my vein
1: yep. shoot out
0: of my arm. Because yep. it's like, dude, who? how dare you? How dare you tell me to live my life one way and you're doing something else? Because
1: if you want your liberty too, sh- shut up about it. Yeah. Literally,
0: <laughs> literally. Like, let me do what I want, but also to make collectivist morals so we don't impede on each other's liberty. Yeah, this is a whole yep. entire other topic that we yeah. talked about in, like, the first episode. I think the second one, whatever. can go and watch it if you listen to it. can't watch it. You can't watch what you hear. Maybe you can.
1: Maybe you can. Imagine. imagine.
0: Oh, that's so weird, too. There's going to definitely be some technology with that. Watch what you hear. And it creates, like, an image. Like, it's an AI, like, generated image thing. Um. Okay, I'm copywriting that. I'm trademarking this right now on this podcast. (laughs) Hannah, I'm going to become a billionaire like Jeff Bezos, except unlike Jeff Bezos, I'm going to actually donate my money to poverty. Yay, poverty saving the world 1 billion dollar at a time. <laughs> nice. 2 billion dollars and I don't know. Okay, anyway. Anyways, Anyways <laughs> goodbye. Peace out. Bye.